0: the road.
1: We're on we're the
0: road. The where Go are we? On the road again. On oh, the road
1: one. Okay. <laughs> Just can't wait to get on the road again.
0: Where are we, Bridget? Ah,
1: uh, well, I heard that we were leaving Louisiana. Is that we where did. we are?
0: We did already. We left. We uh, left
1: Louisiana.
0: <laughs> we left. We left Louisiana last night and arrived in Vicksburg, Mississippi, which is a, a coast—not coastal—and and, and yeah, blah, 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 blah. western. Town on the western edge of Mississippi by the uh, by the Mississippi River.
1: Yeah, by the Mississippi River. So you were looking up the history of Vicksburg last night, and was, what uh, did you find
0: out? It was a uh, part of it was a big Civil War <coughs> battle that happened here, where there was I think seventy seven thousand Union troops against thirty three thousand Confederate, and the Union won um, with a lot of uh a lot of not a lot of a lot of losses but wounded the w- wounded numbers are pretty bad anyway it was part i learned it was part of an anaconda plan hmm? they called it the anaconda plan oh, which
1: really? because Why they
0: drew a picture of a circle how they were going to strangulate the south and it, oh, wow. it made it look like a big snake and it's like a u shape of how they were going to capture the south by squeezing all the lifeline ports and stuff of the yeah. south so this was a key to get because it was a port town.
1: Okay. Is so that what
0: you call them? Port cities, port cities. So. Or... Uh, yeah. So we arrived there. We, we booked the hotel. So it was a halfway point to get to our friend's house. And what else do I want to say about that? Oh, we well, and then we found this really nice brewery pub.
1: As when he says "we," he means me. As in Bridget, I found it. Yeah. And it was a good find. It's the only brewery in Vicksburg, and it was really nice.
0: Hey. I found the town, though.
1: Yeah, you found the town. I found the pub.
0: Yeah, we did okay. It was
1: called the Cottonwood Public House, and it was a brewery. Yes. So, yeah, it was really nice. It was a nice evening. Uh,
0: Is it a different dynamic talking while you're driving?
1: Well, it could be just because, number one, I don't know if it's recording well. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, when you're talking, you should move it close to you, and then when I'm talking, move it close to me.
1: Okay, so now I'm moving it close to me, and now I'm moving it...
0: Close, close to me.
1: Okay. Because there's a lot of
0: noise. Those back wheels are really loud.
1: So my friend Serena... Close to you now. Star- she started a podcast, and so she podcasts in her car on the way to work. So that's where I got the idea that we could do this. And so, yeah, this is what we're doing today, and we already got into a fight before... We started the podcast because I was gonna try and do live podcasts but I couldn't figure it out like I would put all the information in and then it just wouldn't work and I criticized it wanted me to put in a photo and I criticized Brian's photos in his phone I didn't criticize them actually Brian I just said you had weird pictures and then you got all defensive about your pictures so why do you think I, you got defensive okay, about your well. pictures
0: if I was wearing an outfit and you said that's a weird outfit, that wouldn't be a criticism of the outfit. Would it?
1: Probably would be.
0: Yeah. I mean, my point was I, I take pictures and whatever, whatever, and then I, suddenly I needed a picture because the, the live cast was asking for one, and then she got critical of my pictures and was like, Well, I'm sorry, I didn't like it. If I knew we were going to live cast and it needed a picture, I would have been like, taking nicer pictures.
1: Right, but I really wasn't trying to be critical. I was just. Looking at your pictures, and I said that, but really what I meant was I can't find a picture that will fit. Yeah. Because I really don't care what your pictures are. Because right. they are your pictures. There was one
0: good one, though, you talked. So, from the top of that brewery, they had this rooftop with, with the sprayers, with the misters, because it was hot. It was actually nice. Yeah. Wasn't it? The pub downstairs look, looked nicer aesthetically. <laughs> But uh, the upstairs was nice, and then, it, but in the background was, was, was what I liked the best. It was older buildings, so I had a ro- lovely urban feel, Yeah. which I wasn't expecting. I just thought Vicksburg would be like some, like any other town you pass by. I didn't realize it had such history, so I, I liked the, um, maybe we could post when we release this, we could stick a picture of one of those buildings, Good or whatever, or the Anyway, there you go.
1: Okay, guys. Two on the road. Yeah, day two on the road. So we're going to Rising Fawn, Georgia. We've been there before. And our friends who listen to the podcast, um, they live on top of a mountain. So we are going to spend, I think, five days with them. Hopefully we won't drive them crazy um, and have some delicious, yummy food and just really relax and have a lovely time. So we're really excited the kids are in the car with us. Do you guys want to say anything on our podcast no. today? No. Ben, would you like to uh, say anything on the podcast today? Mom, nothing much. I just posted some pictures on Instagram of me in the car with my little bandana on. Really? And I look very cute. So if you want to go look at that, Mom, go look at that. Oh. Well, I can't look at it while I'm podcasting. Oh, are you podcasting on your phone or on Dad's? I am, yeah. No, that's Dad's phone. Yeah, yeah this is Dad's phone. Oh, you well, I can't look on it and hold this phone at the same time. Oh, okay. Okay, so, so we'll talk, Ryan we'll so... Yes. What are we going to talk about today?
0: Well, oh, we, wait. We, we never I know. Saw, so.
1: Okay, I just saw my sister posted. She made a Facebook post, and I really... What she posted really made me think about my life. And her post was that her goal in life was to be ridiculously happy no matter what other people thought about it or thought about her, something like that. But I thought about that and I thought that was such a great thing, like a great aspiration. And because number one, I mean, I've had a really good life, I have to say. And I haven't gone through the amount of hardships that a lot of other people have gone through. And, you know, and I know that, you know, my sister has gone through tons of hardships. And I think she really deserves to be ridiculously happy. But anyway, I want that for my life. And I'm happy now, like I really am. But I feel like I want to up the happiness quotient in my life. What do you think about that?
0: I like the idea. My question would be, how do you do that? Because everyone wants to be up the happiness potion. Okay. So, I how, how do you do that? I have some thoughts.
1: We'll, go, well, please share your thoughts with us.
0: Well, what came to mind was, uh, I think, um, I think being fully yourself is very important. Like yes, we talk we talk no, about, great. we talk about the, um, the whole um, authenticity and stuff. And one of my favorite quotes from I don't know if it was Augustine or Irenaeus, but he said the he said the glory of God is man fully alive. Uh, uh-huh. you know, you could say a person fully alive. And I think if you're yeah. fully yourself. So like I think somewhere along the line, um, I, I you know something changed. I like I tried to I, I try to fit in, be polite and and be nice, and that's all you know, that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's like somewhere along the line I, I lost who I was and I'm trying to gain that back. So for an example would be last yeah. night. Last night, I walked out of the, the pub, and I just decided to start high-fiving people. And I high-fived this waiter, and he kind of looked funny. I haven't high-fived people in a year and a half, yeah. and I thought, what if I just walked down the street and said, anyone? you want a vaccinated high-five? Yeah. And then, you know, this morning, I went and talked to a stranger at Starbucks who was sweating, and I said, well, you're jogging, and we started talking. Like, So for me, to, I think yeah. to increase my happiness, it would just be to be myself. Right. And part of that is just talking to strangers. Yeah. And being funny and being silly. Mm-hmm. There you go. I
1: think I think for me too, I think authenticity is the is a big thing. And I've really been working on that personally, and I really admire people who are very authentic. And I'm not saying that a lot of people are fake or whatever, and it's not that I'm fake, but it's just that sometimes I choose to be more, I don't know, like not speak my mind as much because I want to be liked. Or not even speak my mind. Maybe it's just like say more what I feel or think in a kind way, but I'm just afraid of the pushback Yeah. that I will get or the things I do that people won't like what I do. But I find the more that I do, that I am transparent and authentic, the better I feel as a human being. Yeah. And then also, I wanna do more things. Like I really enjoyed lately going out, you know, to see live music. Like I wanna see live music frequently. Yeah. Like I I think I wanna set a goal of like every other week or maybe every week. And I just wanna like embrace opportunities. And, you know, I don't know, just, really enjoy my life, you know, enjoy my kids and you and and everything and I was very inspired by my sister's yeah. Facebook post. I'm going to tell her, I'm going to I'm going to comment on her post. I liked it, but I want to go back and comment and tell her how much how inspiring that was for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um Yeah, because I find that people we criticize other people for their choices and we judge them, or I should say, I judge people for their choices. And that's not thats not a good thing to do. Because life is hard enough as it is. We don't, we don't
0: like the judgment of the tribe, right? The judgment of the tribe hurts.
1: Yeah.
0: And we're afraid of it so much. Mm-hmm. I wonder, what would, what do you think? And the tribe can be fill in the blank, but... Well,
1: there's all kinds of tribes,
0: right? Why do you think we fear that so much, the judgment of the tribe?
1: I don't know. I mean, I think because we... We've, we we want to be liked, and I have to say that it is weird podcasting like this because right. we're. I don't know because I feel like you know we're like we are side by side, but usually when we're in the room, we can see each other more.
0: Oh yeah, well you can see me.
1: And um, i just kept looking at you. Right, and it doesn't feel as natural. So if we sound if we sound kind of weird, guys, I just it's a little bit of a different way to podcast. Um, but anyway, I think it was, but it's I, kind of fun though.
0: I thought it was fine until you said that
1: oh really well, well, I'm I'm just saying like, oh, yeah. okay well you're not probably feeling comfortable but i was feeling weird yeah you
0: know, that's what but you probably
1: can't feel I my fine, weird fine. my yeah. weirdness
0: i think it's okay to call it out but yeah
1: okay not so not. last night i was thinking of
0: are you switching gears
1: no you go ahead Keep oh uh, well so i was tribe. thinking
0: about that so i wonder like in the tribe thing where you still recording okay i was wondering in, in the judgment of the tribe. So the tribe was was has always been. Um, you needed the tribe, right? So you needed the yeah. tribe. You couldn't be kicked out of the village, and then. Um, so when people stood against the tribe, that was you could lose your life. Yeah. So the one who stood against the tribe was usually very brave. So whether that's um, so, there was a uh, some woman who was around during the original Puritan colony, and she stood up against the tribe, and they kicked her out. I mean, and. Back are you then, talking
1: about something, someone specific?
0: Yeah, and I can't remember her name, though, but ger- er- during the early uh, Puritan colonies in Massachusetts, uh-huh. she, the 1600s, 1600s, she stood up against the tribe and said, this is this bullshit, man. Yeah. And they kicked her out, but, like, there's nowhere else to go to church. You are still a woman of faith, but she couldn't, there's nowhere else to, like, so if you stood up against the religious tribe,
1: yeah. you are
0: there's nowhere else to go. So, but as time moves on and as we kind of, uh, uh we we come into this place of uh, like we still need each other as a community, but the, I think standing off against the tribe is a bit uh-huh. safer. You're not going to lose your life.
1: Well, there's always another tribe who's willing to take you in. Yeah,
0: so you might lose some reputation with a certain tribe on social media or in places you go, but. I feel like standing up to the tribe shouldn't be as scary as it once was. Now, the tribe might be your family or whatever, so you've got to deal with that tribe at least a few times a year. So they're still, they're still that, right? I'm not speaking to anyone's family here, but. Um, yeah, so I just wonder like, because. So in, we're in an age now where it's like we keep. I keep hearing this term, the authentic self. Everyone keeps talking about that. Yeah. And uh, why do you think, do you think that's true that you're, are you hearing that term a lot more these days than you would have in the past?
1: Yeah, I think I've heard it in the past couple of years. I've heard a
0: lot. Why do you think that's important? Why are we hearing that more than ever and why is that important?
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe people are just getting, I don't know, I mean, the world is changing and we're, we're being exposed to more people and... People are challenging you know mindsets that have been around for a really long time and if you are a person who doesn't want to go along with that then you have to fight for that or not fight for it but you have to kind of like to stand your ground you know there's going to be pushback against you but you have to do it and that's just being authentic and people say they use the term living your truth which I guess a lot of people hate that because people a lot of people believe in absolute truth but um, yeah anyway I'm totally rambling Brian no,
0: no I'm going to play you back so it's an absolute so the, if if, it's, if you're living your truth it's a relative truth that's based on your criteria and, and the folks who would push back against that and say hey uh, you need to there is an absolute truth, and you need to get on or get off. That's usually what that means. What do you mean? Well, uh, the, uh, someone who says, who pushes against relative truths or living your truth, yeah, that will raise their 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 uh, prickly pears or whatever you call them, your your hedgehogs, and and uh, ruffle their feathers, and they would respond, but well, you can't. It's not about your truth. It's about the one truth, God's truth. And it's a univer- it's a it's a solid truth and you need to right. get on board or or get off the bus Right. really what that usually means is this is our interpretation of truth and uh, we're pretty sure we've always been consistent right. for 2,000 years which is untrue and you need to get on board anyway is that, is that, did it get you anywhere close to the back yes
1: on the I just feel like I'm in a weird I'm, I'm not really into podcasting oh, headspace here. today. Oh, I
0: totally am. Let me take the mic okay, here, because I'm playing right. Phil Donahue here. <laughs> 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 Welcome to the Brian Ralph Podcast from the road, and uh, hang on. Are we still on? There's no any- Okay. So, I'm driving, and I was playing Phil Donahue there with Bridget, holding the mic back and forth, which was dangerous, so so, uh, what do I want to say? So, the whole thing about be yourself, right, that's something, would you, you can just nod your head if, if you don't want to talk. I do. Be yourself you've heard all your life, but be your authentic self is something I'm hearing the last few years It's become it sounds like a buzzword, which isn't a bad thing like Oh my
1: god. Can I say something now? So you okay? Here's why I could never be myself fully in Christianity Because there's so many rules you, you have to follow and all of those rules you're constantly conforming yourself changing yourself whittling yourself away, you're always questioning your personality, the words that come out of your mouth, the actions that you take, every single thing that you, now you don't know it in when you're doing it, but now when I look back on it, I realize that it's a constant chiseling away of the self, because you don't want to be yourself, you want to be Christ, so you're constantly trying to be this other person you're not trying to be you so it's like now that's why I feel alive now because I was never myself I was trying to be Jesus Christ I was trying to be him his hands his feet his everything here on earth and that covers over who you are or at least it did for me I'll speak for just myself but anyway, that's just a revelation I just had right yeah. now. Yeah. So you go ahead.
0: And I would say that um, that mindset that you grew up with is is uh, it's it's very specific to the strands of Christianity you've been in for the last right. forty-eight years or so, because it does. Uh, and I because I, I I didn't grow up in your religion, but I, I know it well enough. And I know that a lot of the theology around it. But I, I know the well, church you've been in.
1: I was in evangelicalism longer than I was in was Pentecostal. Yeah. They so, both say the same exact thing about yourself. You don't want to be... Yourself is terrible and bad. And you want to get rid of yourself because yourself is sinful and it always has the wrong motives.
0: Now, would you agree, though, that there is a... the, the view That the view is... I mean that, that, that there's a view. Let me look at the road here and make sure we got. That the, the view is hey, there was a yourself and the sin nature whittled it down and then God came back and and God's holy spirit is trying to bring back your authentic self to the way it should have been. Would you would you think that that there's a there's a there's a theology that you've come across around that?
1: not me personally I think there are a lot of Christians who are adopting a philosophy like that like a more holistic um, well-balanced theology of Christ that uh, that they're saying you know Christ is here to make you a better person by living the way he wants you to live with love and kindness and joy and all all of these things and being a good human I do agree that there are bad things that can affect us that we call sins that can take away from our life and but also like I wasn't that terrible of a person I mean I was just living a normal life of a young 20-something person you know I was going out partying drinking which most 20 year olds do but was that bad? Like, I had a lot of guilt over that, like thinking, oh my gosh, like I'm this huge sinner. But really, that is just part of life, you know? So, yes, I could say that maybe I adopted some good things from that, but I think now, like you're really making me think of this in a, in a different way, is that... I was made to think that I needed I think what I needed more than Jesus was just some good therapy and counseling because I had been told what a horrible human I was for having sex before marriage and for going out and getting drunk and doing these types of things and because I didn't really have a good dad or you know a good example of a marriage or being parented and things like that. I didn't really need Jesus to fix that. Actually, Christianity kind of just became my counselor. I just really needed therapy to be like, oh, okay, maybe you shouldn't, you know, rack up credit card debt or maybe you shouldn't, you know, drink until you black out in a taxi cab in Chicago. Like, that's just those are just like common sense things and those are growing pains I didn't really need Jesus to fix that for me and make it think like oh my god you horrible sinner you need to devote your whole life to this religion simply because you're working your shit out I just needed a therapist nobody needs there's some good (laughs) things you can find in Jesus but that's not really what I needed Uh. even though it helped me but I could have gotten the same results by paying a therapist yeah what's up Calum
0: no I ain't, I ain't stopping another Starbucks sorry no,
1: okay, one up in miles. okay. Yeah. if anybody has to pee we'll stop
0: there ah jeez you messed up the game here Calum Starbucks we already went to Starbucks and they didn't have what he wanted so i gotta just stopping a second one okay um what was it? Was it, was I supposed to say something now?
1: Well, what's your rebuttal to that? Did you do you really feel like looking now that you needed?
0: I did. I needed. A, I need. Yes, I was a compulsive liar and a pothead. And
1: were you a compulsive liar for real?
0: What does compulsive liar mean? All the okay. time.
1: To, to be a liar, like were you lying about everything? Like were you making up fabricated tales? Yes. Like, I make you know five hundred thousand dollars a year. No, 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 computer?
0: not not compulsive. No, I mean I was a uh, but I was a. How if much we, did Here's what the worst lie I told. I was in this Irish theatre group, uh-huh. and um, one of the women in the Irish theatre group went and wrote her own play, uh, an Irish play, and we uh, went. Um, hang on, I gotta look at the GPS. Did this at this the same time? Yeah, you you hold the microphone. Oh do you do God. Phil Donahue, and I'll I'll. Uh yeah,
1: over here. Okay, okay. Over there? i got to ask you a question. Yeah, you Oh, can. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, hello. Finish uh, your thought,
0: your thought, your Yeah, so, would you like to be, would you like, I'd, love, I'd like you to try out for my play. So I did. I tried out for the play, and I got the part, and then I read the script. That's the wrong order. You should read the script yeah. first, then try out for the play. I did it in reverse. I got yeah. the part, then I read the play, and it's like, oh, I don't like this play. It feels kind of cheesy. It sounds cheesy. Yeah. So I called her back and told her that I was, I couldn't take the part because my company was flying me to London for the summer. I totally made that up. Wow. I think she knew I was lying.
1: Okay, so your problem was, I don't think your problem was a lying problem. That's part of it. <laughs> yeah. You, your problem was, you, what, did you, were you concerned about hurting her feelings? Yeah, of course.
0: That's, I the real truth was, I really don't like this script. It's kind of, a, it seems like a, it's like a, it's like a Lucky Charms, a, uh, Irish Spring commercial. No, it wasn't. I went to see the play and it was really good and I sat there all pissed off that I hadn't been in it because it was a really good play. Like, it, it just didn't read well on paper, but the play itself was really fun, you know? And then I, I sat there thinking, shit, I wish I'd been in this play now. Good enough for me. But I, I didn't want to hurt our feelings, Yeah. which is typical of me. Uh, to not hurt our feelings, I lied. So what? what... Jesus did for me was no more lying no matter what you can't be lying I don't. so
1: you're telling me you never massage the truth anymore in order not to hurt someone's feelings
0: not a, I no. but I definitely grew like for example I had a guy once I, this is this only a year into being a Christian he wanted me to drive all the way downtown to pick him up to bring him back to a pub near me and I was like I don't want to do that and I called him and said hey I don't I don't want to do that and yeah. it was really really hard for me to do that yeah In the past I would have said something like, "Uh, my car is not working, so I have to walk over there. I'll meet you there.
1: So you think you really needed Jesus to know that it was bad to lie and you need to alter your entire life and worldview in order to know that telling a lie is not a good thing. That's a long
0: question. I knew lying was wrong and uncomfortable. I needed an external force to push me or something to change to, to stop me lying.
1: Okay, but you were raised Catholic. And if I know anything about Catholicism, don't you guys know about the Ten Commandments and the one that says thou shalt not lie? Uh,
0: it says don't bear false witness against your neighbor. I guess that's lying. Uh, yeah, I knew it wasn't right to do that. But if I didn't get caught, then it didn't matter.
1: I can move So, okay. Okay, so, but there, here's the thing. I just don't agree with this whole theology anymore that says you must have... Jesus, or something, in order to make life change—that well, well, that's the I'm only saying, way to make. I know you're not saying that. I, I know, know you're there's, not.
0: There's plenty of Muslims and atheists who don't lie, and and who, who.
1: I think everyone lies. I'm just saying, like,
0: there's people who have got to that place of coming to either raise that place, or they got to a place to realize, I'm not going to lie. That's not who I am. I'm a person of principle, and they do it without following the same path as me. Um, so. Oh, can I do one more thing here? I got you
1: can do whatever you want.
0: I mean, that microphone there. I'm gonna. i to start to preach now. Let me tell you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we gotta do. We can do our. Uh,
1: we can speak in tongues for people. Yeah. So no, you go ahead. You oh, do what you're gonna no, do. no,
0: we could speak in tongues. Th- so, uh, did we ever talk about the Holy Ghost motorbike?
1: Yeah, do the Holy
0: Ghost motorbike. So, uh, when I would come here to the states, when and we I, we first got married. Yeah. Um, Bridget would imitate a, uh, uh, would imitate a, um, preacher from one of our Pentecostal preachers who spoke in tongues, and it reminded me of a guy, because we, uh, growing up, we didn't have ignition motorbikes, we had kickstart motorbikes, so we'd call, we'd call this guy the Holy Ghost, uh, like, uh, it sounded like a motorbike being started. Shit! Is that? Did I get that right? That <laughs> yeah, is, it, is did. a setup, okay? Okay. So anyway, um, there is some teaching. I think. So back to your comment about feeling like a piece of shit. My words, not yours. There was circles I've been in, especially in, we'll just say, CT, well, Chicago Tabernacle in Chicago. There was a lot of mindset going around with uh, a lot, a few people. Who just were like, I'm such a piece of shit. I know. And I oh know. my, if it wasn't for God. And and it's like, uh, the, the one guy just kept, like, he couldn't just finish a sentence without saying, oh "No, just to God. be clear, it's all glory to God, not me. Like, you know, like you'd compliment someone on, great piano piece. Oh, all glory to God. Well, yeah, I know. But I'm just saying you did a great job on the piano. And uh, But there was this mindset. Uh, and what else? There was one guy who, like, uh, we were playing Roman soldiers in a play and uh he let the f-bomb slip and he just for 15 minutes was in repentance it's like and i said to him "Ah, for fuck's sake you need to get over this
1: you said that no oh god (laughs) but
0: that would have been funny (laughs) but it's like the it's like dude okay you dropped the f-bomb you probably used it as a kid and now you're in a church and you but he was like, uh, God just was going to burn him forever for dropping the F-bomb. And it wasn't even like he said F-you and something really hurtful. It's like, oh, no fucking way, man. And everyone around was like, oh, my God, oh my God you just dropped the F-bomb. Oh, my God. Where's the lightning? Anyway, so. But some of that uh, mindset, I think, does come from. Um, I had been in, like. It, I don't know if I ever heard it preached from the pulpits Because I think. um, you know, the the a lot of the churches we we'd been in, I think, were, were we had some strong teachers, you know, who had some strong backgrounds, like you know Jackson and Ray and Gene and Rick and stuff. They 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 were pretty solid in their theological background. So and 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 none of this, by the way, has got to do with Denver, uh, three sixteen. This is more like in those uh, Chicago circles where you'd hear mindsets of well, this, well, here's what here's the way the gospel's like. You're you're manure, and when God looks out. Uh, then the snow comes down and God's grace is like the snow and it comes over the manure so when God looks out he only sees the beautiful white he doesn't see your sin did you ever hear that? yeah so seemingly Martin Luther King no, no Martin Luther said that now nobody can actually find where he wrote it but the point is that's been traveling around that analogy has been traveling around so much that people it becomes a reality right? Mm -hmm. the problem with that is it's all fine until until God takes a walk in the snow and stands in the shit that's you. And goes, what the hell is this? You know what I mean? That's the problem with that analogy. The, po- the problem with the analogy is you're still a piece of shit hiding under the snow.
1: Right, right. The other
0: analogy is, oh, but when you go to heaven, God doesn't see you. He sees Jesus. Have you heard that one too?
1: Yeah.
0: And that's another problematic one because it's like, oh, I'm still, I'm still right. like...
1: Right, and this is, this causes you... Uh- you can't be your authentic self because your authentic self is horrible. You got to get rid of it.
0: So the the th- thought I have on that, like he doesn't see you, he sees Jesus. Like you walk in there with like a Jesus mask and you hope it never falls off. Because if Cause God
1: it is a mask.
0: Because if if God if ever Jesus sees who's is really
1: a mask.
0: Okay, well let me get, let me finish. I got a funny thing I'm trying to get to. Um, I've always thought like with the Phantom of the Opera when the girl takes the ma- his mask off and she sees what it really looks like. It's like maybe that. What if my Jesus mask falls off and God sees me for who I am? And I think that's problematic. Now that again, that a lot of that theology is—that's not all Christianity. A lot of I had a priest who said it's more like you're a coin, a precious coin that got tarnished through the world, and yeah. God's trying to restore you to your original precious gold. That's a very different theology than I'm a pile of shit with snow on top, or I'm right, Phantom right. of the Opera with my right. Jesus mask on. Right. So I think a lot of the um, a lot of the the problem of the uh, uh, sorry, a lot of this authentic self. First of all, let me say one more thing. Be yourself and be your authentic self is the same thing. I don't get, the authentic self sounds like an oxymoron. Like if you are being yourself, you should be your authentic self. So I don't get the difference quite. And I, You uh, know? Oh well, crap, yeah, that's gonna, true, that's true. Move out of the way, dude. I'm trying to make a turn here. Here we go. me the
1: phone. Okay, so my friend Serena has a podcast. It's called Fuck That Noise. So I'm sending out a plug for her podcast. Uh, and, and on her podcast she's working through stuff in her life and um, you know recent breakup with her spouse and all this but anyway what makes her podcast really funny well she's funny on many levels but also because she's driving and she's driving in San Antonio and I'm sure she's on a lot of rough roads but is when people cut her off and then you get to hear her swear at people and comment on whatever's going on in traffic so um, Usually it makes me laugh when she does that because she's super funny. Um, so anyway, that's all I had to say about dance. Um But yeah, so I think, yeah, I don't know. So I think that, so I'm sorry that we veered into religion again because we do that sometimes. It is Sunday morning though at 10 o'clock. Right, it is Sunday morning. But the thing is, is that it is a huge part of what we are going through in our life right now and um, and then it does tie in with the authentic self and I didn't realize how much I mean I think I have realized it but I don't know I guess today that I really see like I've had an epiphany on this podcast today is that Jesus and Christianity were a mask like they're basically a mask to Make myself into a more acceptable likable person to be included in a tribe and also to feel like a, a person of worth you know there was I'm sure if there was had been someone else around me at the time and actually there was my friend was telling me that I had worth too but I'm just saying if I hadn't got sucked into Christianity I feel very confident that I would have found my way into living still a very good life and just growing through my stuff and growing up into being a decent human being that I am today and that what I was doing was not that horrible it was just I was just living a life I wasn't being an awful person I didn't need salvation I just needed to be I was just going through growing pains, you know. I wasn't out snorting cocaine and stealing money for drugs or being a prostitute, like, and those people—they're fine too, you know. People, that are prostitutes, cocaine. yeah. Like, okay, so I'm watching this show called Shameless, and it's set on the South Side of Chicago. And there's a—I'm in watching the 11th season right now. And there was this really powerful scene in the show last night and there was this um crossdresser character who was selling cigarettes, single cigarettes outside of a store on the south side and I guess that's illegal. Why in the world something like that would be illegal, yeah, why, I don't why, know. Who cares? I don't know. But this character in the show Isn't
0: that what the, that's what that fellow was doing? Yeah. The uh, African-American guy, the tall guy who got strangled to death. Not George not George Floyd, the, the other guy where they stra- got him in a headlock. He was selling single cigarettes.
1: Yeah, selling single cigarettes. I mean, on what planet would, who does that harm? I don't get it. Like, what is the problem with that? Anyway, so anyway, in this scene, so he, this cop in training, he was training with this female cop. She was a black woman. He's a white South Side guy. And she is very in the show. Her character is very abusive to um, to people that they try and bust and you know arrest or whatever. And she's very unfair and she's very dirty. Her character. So anyway, you can tell that he's he has a lot of uh, conflicting emotions. Like he's dealing internally with himself. Like, is he going to go along with what she wants, or is he going to choose something different? So she gets mad, she sees this crossdresser, transvestite, whatever, uh, selling si- single cigarettes again and he has on a dress and a wig and she basically humiliates him. She holds him at gunpoint, she takes his wig, she takes his dress, she leaves him in his underclothes, she smashes all of his cigarettes that he's selling and completely humiliates this person and he knew this person like he grew up with this person he knew them by name because in their first encounter encounter they were he was they were just talking to her and saying like you know you know you should you know what's going on how's your family blah 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 and they were having this really great discourse but that other cop jumped in and was like no we gotta like smash this person like we can't be human like human to human I can't show you kindness you know but anyway he goes back that night and he brings the guy the wig and the dress back and and he brings him a carton of cigarettes too and he said, here, if you want to go back selling, go back to selling. Because here's, a, here's about single cigarettes. And I just thought of this. Cigarettes are really, really expensive now. You know, I haven't smoked in over 20 years, 25 years, I think. But anyway, like, if you buy a pack of cigarettes, it, I think it's going to run you like eight bucks. Yeah, yeah. But so, you're... I mean, you probably can't, a lot of poor people probably can't afford a whole pack of cigarettes. So maybe they just go buy a single cigarette. You know, Why not? so
0: you go buy them in tens in Ireland. They still they sell them in tens. Oh, okay. Why don't they sell them in tens and fives and sell them in singles here? That'll fix the problem.
1: Right. But anyway, okay. it was a, it was such a powerful scene because it's like he grew up. This cop grew up on the South Side. Like he knows what it's like to suffer, yeah. to be poor, to be marginalized, to be to go without, to not have money to pay the bills, to not have money to eat. And he had compassion. Like, he was having compassion for this person, you know. And all she, this other woman, all she saw, she was being judgy. And it's like, that's the way sometimes that, like, religion is. It, like, looks at someone, like, okay, looks at that prostitute or looks at that whatever person. Oh, that poor lost person. Like, you know, we need to go rescue them or we need to whatever. Okay, yeah. Maybe they do need to be rescued and they need to live a better life. but. It's just like sometimes in this message that we get from religion is that there was nothing good there in the to begin with you know and there's a lot of good you know doesn't make you a horrible person because you're selling single cigarettes and being a prostitute or whatever so anyway that's my ramble and I don't want I think it's a sad message to give to someone like why can't the message just be here's how to live a more productive life can I help you live a more productive healthy life like how can you get the skills because it's not about no one's giving you skills it's like no we're giving you religion you know and then I don't know but I. Don't know.
0: I, I guess well, where how I how that lands with me is uh, twenty six. I wasn't in a place for where I was. I think that, that assumes that oh, you just like if you have a broken heart and you're demoralized and uh, you're hurting. I don't think skills is your next step. I think lo- I think feeling feeling loved is your next step. And for me, like I did feel very loved. Like I felt loved by God. I felt. Okay,
1: you know what, though. Yeah. You okay? You, why didn't you think about the love from your family that you already had?
0: This is true. This is true.
1: Very very loved by them.
0: I could have reached out to them.
1: Yeah, and you didn't reach out to them. Why was that? Why didn't you think of that?
0: Because uh did it, did it did it I think I was too embarrassed to tell him i was smoking dope and I was yeah, okay, so sad
1: okay so yeah you were smoking pot so what's the worst thing about that like what's yeah no i
0: should have I don't know if I got it well I think i I, I happened to go come home on a day when i had a this guy lit into me right uh at work and I, I felt really bad and I came home and I was sad and i i said the sinner's prayer and then I just felt something shift inside of me and then I started reading the Bible and got involved with the church and listened to television preachers, and then I think that's when. So that's kind of where I found my home in in the church, and then uh, felt a distance from others who were not part of that tribe.
1: That makes me like so sad. Like that was yeah, me too. Like there's a day when that would have been like, oh my gosh, isn't that the best story in the entire world? Oh my god, he found Jesus. We're so happy for him, but there's a lot of like that's like gross too because like you adopted this whole brand new family that you didn't even know and they're all tied together because that they agree on the same theology
0: yes i agree yeah and if that had happened like what if that had happened in um to do to do i don't know ireland in 1300s i wouldn't i wouldn't have had it it would have been just oh Brian's just going to church more. He goes to Mass every day. He used to go every Sunday, now he goes every day. I, w- I wouldn't have switched religions, though, I wouldn't have had a choice. So I would have stayed within the f- family unit and bonds. And um, I agree. I, th- I think there's a lot of years lost that hopefully I can recover. Well,
1: because here, this is what I think. Okay. I do feel can I want to sing soon. Right. Yeah. Well, when you meet someone who's like, you know, in their 30s or whatever, they've come through... That dysfunction of the early 20s most a lot of people are living very structured lives they're paying their bills they're doing things they're supposed to do they're not out drinking on the weekends like I know lots of very responsible people and they're not Christians and they partied in their 20s and they smoked pot in their 20s and you were doing these things like yeah, yeah. do you think that you would have eventually had an epiphany without saying that sinner's prayer, do you think you would have come to that realization to be like, oh hey, you know, eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every night and getting high and getting fat is not the best way to live my life and I need to do something about it? Do you think you, do you think that it took Christianity to change that, or do you think you could have come to that realization in another way?
0: Uh, I think I could have, although it, it's it's painful mentally to say that there there could have been another way for me to get through that because the the narrative what was oh I would have died or I would have found a different religion and gone to hell. So I I think there absolutely I think there could, logically there there could have been another alternative because there is another alternative for many other people I know. So yes, I there, there, yeah. Is. I mean, Hang on, I got the mic. I've taken the mic away from Phil Donahue. (coughs) But you have to admit, though, when you're preparing a testimony, me just saying there could have been another way is a... It's a betrayal, right? Right. Right? You agree? It's a betrayal to the narrative. I can't even say that. Right. If I say that on stage, people are like, well, what the hell? I could just go to the Buddhist temple and get the same thing.
1: Well, exactly. Well, because you can. Like, you can get the same... Because Christianity does and Islam and Buddhism and Hinduism, they do all have and share these very practical things that if you follow them, you will end up living a more, a better structured life. Like you won't be out getting drunk, you won't be doing drugs, you won't be sleeping around, you won't be lying, you won't be getting locked up for anything. So you will have a better life. but. There are also people who are secular, who have no religion, and guess what, people? They live good, structured lives.
0: They do. I want to go back on um, the peanut butter and jelly comment on fat, so I would make a triple-decker peanut butter and jelly sandwich every night as a single man. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, my gosh. And, guys- Hang on, and then I got free breakfast and lunch at work at O'Connor & Associates. Which eventually, and then I, I was 197 pounds. My, my fighting weight's oh about 170.
1: <laughs> well, and this makes, so you know, guys, it's easy for me to feed this man because he's not very picky at all when it comes to food.
0: It's all uphill.
1: Well, Without he help. said, yeah, he likes, he was telling me the other day they'd be happy. All he needs in the house is coffee, cream for his coffee, and sugar. And sugar. <laughs> And then he's very happy. Yes. What else? Yeah.
0: I mean, it's all downhill from there. If I can wake up and get my Dunkin' Donuts, my raw sugar, my cream for a coffee, it's a good day. Yeah. If that's missing, I don't know. I could. walk well, could drive to Starbucks, but. <laughs> what else do you want to say?
1: Oh, I don't know. I
0: don't know. All right. Uh there you go. Was there anything else I had to add to this podcast? Uh, oh, oh, I do want to end with a song. Not right now, but I'm going to have you sing for it. Is, but before we end, first okay. of all, are we still going? What does that say on the red thing
1: there? Um, on the red thing. It looks like it's recording
0: still. Could you imagine us at the age of 90 years old podcasting? Would be like
1: a... Oh, wait, what's your...
0: Password. What's just your password? There. It's still going, I think.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, we're still recording. 47 minutes. 47 minutes. Do the kids wanna
0: contribute anything to our subject?
1: Okay, no. so our son Liam. He said
0: no before I even got the question out no.
1: He doesn't want to contribute. Okay, fine. Callum, do you want to say anything to the audience? I can pass the recording back.
0: Do you want to tell them the context about the what it means to be yourself or not? Do
1: you want to talk about what it means to be your authentic self? Uh-huh. Do you want to talk about what it means to be your authentic self? Don't be influenced by not and a shit other people's think. Okay, y'all pass it back and you talk don't and then pass do it back. The entire thing. She said don't give do a shit about all the Yeah, no, that was, that was all. And I said, don't let society influence you, and, because I've done that before, and so has everybody. So just be yourself, and, um, yeah, yeah, like Calm said, don't give a shit, because it doesn't fucking matter. What? Yes. Are we what? Are you allowed to say
0: bad words? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. No, I was just wondering, I'm not going to say anything, though. You're not? No. Are you your
1: authentic self, Liam? I don't know.
0: I don't know. Why well, I don't know. I just don't. You just don't know? No, I don't really know what like self means.
1: You don't know what self means. No. Well, what do you think it means? Self. I don't know. Ah. Uh, okay. Well, he doesn't know. He doesn't right. have much to say today. There's one last thing I want to say. How do you? Here's the question. How do you know?
0: You don't want to be influenced by society. We, like, to, I think authentic self is you don't want to be influenced by outside things, but isn't... Aren't we always influenced by everything what? around us? How do you yeah. really know you're your authentic self? Because there's so many influences that are shifting and shaping you. Right. Because it's like a sponge being So I don't want to be influenced by all these liquids around me, but you're going to be because you're a sponge and you were kind of... Your whole... The way you are is, is to be picking up stuff from everywhere, so
1: anyway you just you you know you don't want to absorb too much well obviously you're gonna absorb something but I think that's when you just have to take time for yourself because you don't if you're steeped constantly in in social media and news and newspapers and things like that then obviously it's gonna rub off on you more and I, that's why i think it's it's a good to, it's good to be balanced and not have that stuff coming at you constantly so that the self that is you can come to the surface and it can be informed you can inform yourself you know what do i like you know what do you like and and figure that out from within instead of letting it all just splatter on you
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, are we at the end?
1: We could be at the end. Are you going to sing a song?
0: You sing, a, you sing the road song with Willie Nelson.
1: The the, okay. On the road again, I just can't wait to get on the road again. And that's all I know. I don't know the words. Well,
0: okay. And mine is... Uh, we're on the one road, singing the one road. We're on the road to God knows where. Uh, I'm not really giving it the full gusto. What is that?
1: Is that a song?
0: It is, yeah. I can't remember the words either. Dublin, Belfast, Cork and Donegal, we're on the one road. Singing the one, we're on the road. That's all I remember. I must okay, learn that song. Do
1: you know any
0: more songs? The word road. road, road. Uh, Life is a highway. That's a road, that's highway, not road.
1: Right. I'm gonna drive it all night long. Yeah, that's all I know of that one too.
0: What other road songs do we have? Hey, look at this guy, he's in the middle of the road here. Pick a, pick a path, with you?
1: Pick a path!
0: Okay, I'll hand it to you to end it.
1: Okay, well guys, I think we're gonna be finished, and, okay, so I was listening to my friend Serena, her podcast, and she was talking about how, like, it's good for her, it's like therapeutic, that it's like helping her work through things, and she was saying, even if no one's listening to it, that she feels better after she podcast because she just like gets to work through it and I have to say that is a very true thing for our podcast as well I don't know about Brian in particular but for me it's just been a really good place to just let things out and so thank you for oh, did we get kind sorry. of being my you know for being my therapist and um, and listening to me for free like I don't even have to pay you um, to listen to me and so I appreciate that and it is I do feel sometimes when we're finished I do feel that it's very cathartic um, and everything so sorry if we talk about religion too much but that's just kind of where we are sometimes and yeah and you so know, yeah. you guys have a wonderful oh. week and um, I'm really looking forward to spending time with our friends and uh, being with them for a week in their lovely home. And so, Brian, I'm gonna let you finish this out.
0: Finish it out. Uh, it's always, uh, uh, it's always uh, humbling to think that somebody would listen to the whole hour or so every week. I know. Do you ever find that? I always think that's very, uh, yeah, that's very humbling that that people would take the time. And the only downside of that is it's, you know, folks know what's going on with us. But we don't always know what's going on with them, so invite us out. Invite us out. Yes, that's one option. And if we're too far away, I'd love to. uh, No, you can still invite us out. We could go get to you. And then um, also, you know, send us a note if you if you listen. That doesn't mean we would read it. We won't read it. No, we won't read it if it's not if it's personal. But send us an email of how you're doing, what's going on in life. And then uh, lastly, I forgot I was going to say. Oh. Tommy T in the 210s playing August 20th at, at the Alamo Quarry, 8 p.m.
1: Okay, there, you know what that means.
0: Well, let's all head over there and give Tommy T some, some loving. So if
1: you're a San Antonio listener, you're invited to that event. We will all go together and have a wonderful, wonderful time.
0: And uh, Pam will be singing backup vocals on one song.
1: Is she really? She is now. Er,
0: er, er. No, she. we got her to commit. Really? It's a committed objective that she'll be uh, singing at least one song August 20th. Is uh, that for real? It's for real. She sounded. Uh, we were out for a beer with Pete and Pam and Tommy T, and they sang together. They sounded great. Oh my gosh! So we kind of uh, got her to nod, and, uh, and you know they've known each other since they were teenagers. That's which so is cool. a lovely story. Okay, so do come for Tommy T and the Two Tens, and and Pam will be on backup vocals for at least one song August 20th, the Alamo Quarry. Golf Course, sorry. The Alamo Quarry Golf Club course thingy with the it's a beautiful backdrop actually because it's a massive quarry behind them where a golf course was built into the quarry. And and when he sings you see that backdrop. So that'll be eight o'clock right around sunset. Should should look lovely there. And I think if August it's a Thursday for sure, and I think that's August twentieth. Alright, that's it. Okay. Over and out. Woo! I can do that. I'll press stop.